The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 28th of August. In your Squiz today, the latest on the boat arrival in far north Queensland? Malcolm Turnbull to step down. The fallout from the Pope's visit to Ireland. Why Uber says the future is bikes and scooters. And one way to spend $65 million. This is your Squiz today. Claire, officials have said that the boat that ran aground yesterday in far north Queensland was a Vietnamese fishing vessel. We know some of those on board, the boat fled into the Daintree rainforest, which is described by locals as croc infested. What's the latest on this story? There's a lot of contradictory reports this morning about exactly how many people were on board and where they might be. But certainly um, one that seems to be coming through quite clearly this morning is the ABC report, which says that 17 people were uh, on board in total and with 15 people already detained, the two people that they're looking for still uh, were the crew of the ship and, and that includes the captain. So apparently they remain at large in those croc Infested waters. And Peter Dutton was back to business yesterday, confirming this was the first people smuggling venture to reach Australia in more than four years. Apparently, there was a surveillance failure, he says. That's what he says, but he also used the opportunity to really underline that the job isn't done um, ever. The stopping the boats hasn't just stopped the boats forever, that it requires uh, vigilance uh, ongoing and really uh, is an effort from the government to make sure that, um, that people don't come to Australia in that way. So, yeah, he also talked about um, uh, evidence that there's 14,000 people in Indonesia waiting to get on a boat to come to Australia. So that, of course, um, you know, pulled Pauline Hansen out, who said that, you know, we've really got to be careful. So she's um, certainly used the opportunity to um, to state her case. Actually, Labor had a fairly similar line, to be honest, to say that um, the chaos and division inside the government uh, has put the security of Australia's borders at risk. And our new Prime Minister, as indicated when he took the top job, made drought the first thing on his agenda, visiting south-east Queensland and announcing that he will extend financial assistance for as long as possible to those communities affected. But really, Claire, there are still some dribs and drabs of political news, including the imminent retirement of Malcolm Turnbull from Parliament that we should get listeners across. That's right. He told um, some party members last night that he's going to retire from politics on Friday and there's a few people lining up for pre-selection for the Liberals from from that seat, including uh, Christine Foster, who is Tony Abbott's sister. Uh, no doubt there'll be others because Wentworth is a, is a pretty blue ribbon seat, but that means that we're looking at an October by-election for that. Um, the other thing, I guess, as you said, in dribs and drabs, uh, Tony Abbott wasn't wowed by Scott Morrison's offer to become a special envoy for Indigenous affairs. So that's not resolved yet. And one of the more interesting stories I thought from the last couple of days is that um, Nikki Sava, uh, the Australian columnist and, and former um, Peter Costello and John Howard staffer, said um, that she thought that Julie Bishop certainly wasn't going to head away from the public arena and that perhaps when Peter Cosgrove's term as Governor-General 
uh, ends in March that perhaps that could be a good role for her. <laughs> and um, well, The Labor Party weren't too keen on that? They weren't too keen on that, but it's interesting how far and wide that comment has gone. So who knows? Yeah, Bill Shorten's actually written to the Prime Minister to ask that they put off the appointment of Governor-General until after the next election or till September next year uh, so that whoever wins that election can make that appointment. And Pope Francis was in Ireland over the weekend. He's the first Pope to visit Ireland in 39 years. On the visit, he begged forgiveness from the victims of abuse within the Catholic Church, but now faces calls to resign, Claire. That's right. And in a country where 70% of the population is Catholic, it should have been a fairly happy tour for Pope Francis. But as you say, there were um, some complicating factors, particularly one uh, where a former um, Vatican diplomat and archbishop has called on him to resign over allegations that he covered up abuse of a um, cardinal in the US who's said to have abused lower-ranking seminarians and priests. And yeah, the Pope um, was very clear that he wasn't going to respond to those claims, which um, has um, had people um, talking about exactly what has gone down there. But um, he certainly says he's not going to resign and he's staying quiet for now. And Uber are betting on bikes and scooters. This is an interesting one. Why are they doing that? It is, isn't it? An interesting injection as well, given the company is looking to put its really best financial foot forward ahead of, a, of an IPO or, or a public float. Um, so you would think that they'd be doing what they do best, which is um, cars. But the um, the boss of Uber has said that um, the future will be in electric-powered scooters and bikes, particularly when it comes to smaller and shorter um, trips in inner-city areas, which um, he believes is going to be the future of the company. Okay, there you go. Yeah. And Claire, I'm thinking about buying a 1962 Ferrari 250 GTO. How much do you think that'll set me back? Look, if you've got a cool $65 million uh, <laughs> plus in your bank account, and if you do, then I'll be very disappointed that I'm not, you know, seeing any friendship love from the benefits of that cash. <laughs> but um, that's how much um, one cost it went to auction on the weekend. Apparently, it's a very exclusive club, the um, Ferrari 250 GTO. And yeah, certainly a, a new world record was set on the weekend. But, you know, to me, it's got a steering wheel and a windscreen and tyres. You're doing quite well. So, so much money. Amazing. And um, What's the subject line today? Uh, the subject line today is uh, Hey True Blue, the John Williamson song. Uh, oh, yes. Lots of talk about, um, you know, uh, Scott Morrison heading out to the country and how he should look and being Australian and whether there's an Akubra. He was wearing an, a cap yesterday. That's what he said he would do. He's not a brand spanking new Akubra kind of guy. So, uh, yes, he just wanted to wear a cap and be himself. But, um, yeah. yeah, lots of, as you know, goes into um, setting the image of these guys when they step up to the big job. That is true. Thanks so much for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. If you like it, share it. We're available on all podcast platforms. For more news, jump into the Squeeze Today email. If you open that email every day this week, you will go in the draw to win $100 to spend at Woolworths. That would be quite handy. Again, thank you for listening and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. 
message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer. Yeah. 